0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include AM radio, my interview with Milo's Joseph Rupina on the impact pricing is having on young homeownership, and finally, some peace in the bond markets. Thanks to Built Technologies for sponsoring today's podcast. Join Built Technologies on June 20th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time for an exclusive webinar that will dive into proactive portfolio monitoring. During this event, gain valuable knowledge from BILT's experts as they share best practices for achieving greater visibility into your construction portfolio. Unlock the secrets of successful portfolio management and learn how to leverage the power of data-driven decision-making. Mortgage news temporarily aside, how about the government contemplating a law that would require cars to have AM radio? AM radio goes further than FM or cellular streaming services, which is why in out-of-the-way places like mountains, you can tune into AM stations for traffic reports. If you think radio is confusing, try visual entertainment, with too many cable channels and media outlets to fill with 24-7 options and opinions. Too many shows cast across streaming channels, too many hours on cable TV with financial pundits offering crazy predictions just to get on TV, I wish I had an org chart showing who's in charge of what, and how they fit together. I know I have three remotes and need to figure out the relationship between Roku, Apple TV Prime Video, Voodoo, Discovery, YouTube TV, Sling, Disney Plus, HBO Max, or Max, Hulu, Netflix, Paramount Plus, Peacock, Showtime, Stars. Ugh, the list goes on and on. For today's interview, I want to welcome back to the show Milo's Joseph Rupina to talk about the impact pricing is having on young home ownership. He's the founder and CEO of Milo, a financial technology company that offers U.S. home loans to global and crypto consumers. The company was started in 2019 and has received a lot of press, including from Bloomberg and illustrious things such as this podcast. (laughs) The overall conversation I want to have today is about uh, what's going on with potential borrowers out there. There's a lot of people on the sidelines and then also younger borrowers uh, and those that, that might have assets that are less than traditional. And I guess the the topic would be what these mortgage pricing updates mean for younger borrowers. And, and I want to start by backing up and, and kind of saying, what have been the recent mortgage pricing updates? What's going on? Obviously, people know rates are high. There was some some LLPA adjustments from FHFA. What From, from your perspective, what are you seeing?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think the the element around affordability for 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 housing and 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 qualifying for mortgages you know, has been has been a growing concern over the last few years. I think it's only accelerated with um, uh, price increases as well as both uh, the interest rates going up. Um, so I think it, it is it is something that uh, a lot of people in the industry have been looking at and and how to be able to um, to help with with that. Uh, I think that some of those things are more experimental in, in nature and sort of seeing how how they're going to turn out. Um, but I think it definitely is is an issue, and um, I think you're starting to see some of the innovation uh, come through, like 40 year mortgages. Um, you know, some of the things that we've done as a company, like crypto mortgages, to try to help some of those first time home buyers. Um, so I think it's 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 out there, but I think it's still probably in the early days because this is a a newer, more recent phenomenon. I think that there's going to need to be a lot of uh, industry innovation to to try to attack this.
0: Obviously younger borrowers or, or those out there that would be first-time homeowners want to get in the game. When we talk about prices are going up, rates are going up, what's what's the ultimate implication on younger borrowers or potential first-time homeowners? I mean, yeah. uh, these new product offerings are, are great, but not if people can't afford down payments or monthly yeah.
1: payments. Yeah, I think what we're starting to see is uh, more people really having to think about uh, bringing a co borrower into the picture. Uh, we're also starting to see that uh, their parents are having to help with that down payment assistance. Um, because I think that a lot of the individuals that are looking to buy homes, they can afford the monthly payments, even if they are higher. The biggest challenge is what do you do with that down payment? Um, where do you get that? Uh, and if the home is now 50% more expensive than it was a couple of years ago, you know that might mean an extra $100,000 of, of down payment. And uh, they're looking at creative ways of being able to to access that, and I think that generally they're turning to the people that uh, uh, love them and 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 trust them, which which tends to be their parents or, or family members. So I think we're we're going to continue to see more and more of that. And this is something that you know is not just happening here in the US. This is this is a global uh, phenomenon, right? And in, in, in sort of developed countries that that people are having to turn to their parents.
0: I mean, qualitatively, do you think what's going on in the market impacts the the dream of achieving homeownership? You think less people. Uh, say I, I even want to be a homeowner. It seems seems too costly. To, is that changing people's calculations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think that people are becoming homeowners much later in life, which means that for their own personal wealth creation, it's it happens later. Which means before they hit retirement, there's a much uh, shorter w- window for them to actually have home appreciation. Um, and I think that historically, people bought homes much much earlier in life. And then now people are having to wait an extra five, seven, 10 years to just buy that first first home. And uh, and that will have an implication. We may just we may not see it immediately, but we'll probably see it two, three years, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, but we'll probably see it.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about what's going on at Milo. Uh, and obviously you're a, a leading fintech lender and, and you offer crypto mortgage, and, and that's gotten a lot of press. I, I saw several articles about Milo and Bloomberg. What are you working on right now? What's what's going on offline? You and you had said people are still coming down to Miami. People are still wanting to buy buy homes and buy homes with uh, cryptocurrency or, or other uh, assets that they have that might be less than traditional. Uh, yeah. What, what what's going on down there? Yeah, I mean, with
1: with what we're seeing is that people are people are trying to get educated, right? People are trying to really think about you know how do they buy that first home? Right. A lot of the individuals that that we work with that you know have amassed crypto wealth, they didn't amass in the last know year, year and a half, two years, right? They've owned it for five, seven, 10 years ago, they bought their first Bitcoin. Those individuals uh, are now thinking about, you know, buying their first home and trying to understand, can they get a traditional mortgage? Should they get a traditional mortgage? Does a crypto mortgage make sense for them? And those are the things that we're trying to have a lot of conversations with them to, to educate them. And in a way, I think that we are tackling some of that affordability uh, issue. Now, the things that we can't really control is that there's still a lack of uh, supply out there. Um, places like South Florida, Miami, I mean, where we're based out of, we're not seeing a lot of new homes come in the market. And the homes that are, are on the market, it's probably because they're outside of where they should be priced. Therefore, they're just sitting longer. Um, so I think that, that that is having an impact. And uh, But we're not seeing less interest for people wanting to buy homes. So I think that that's the, that's the silver lining that people are still interested in buying homes. They still want part of that American dream. They still want to buy their first house. It's just a question of where are they going to do it? And you know what we're starting to see from a trend perspective is that the individuals that historically might have only considered a place like Miami are now starting to look at other states. They're starting to look at North Carolina. They are starting to look at Colorado. They are looking at Arizona. They're looking at some of these other geos, even Alabama. In places where it might be a little bit more uh, affordable uh, for them to get that first home, especially if they can work remote.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you. There's no shortage of people that want to transact, but there's not many homes that are available. What is the impact on the housing market if if people move to these uh, places that were historically maybe a a little less desirable? Is that going to even out prices across the nation? Are we going to see more stratification across metros for for what prices are going up, prices going down? From your perspective what do you, what do you think
1: i mean i think what we're seeing right now is that there's think about the the bid ask spread right what what a seller wants to get for their home and then what a buyer wants to pay for that home it's it's pretty it's pretty far apart um so there's not a lot of transactions that are happening which obviously that impacts you know how, how many mortgages you can originate um there's not a lot of refi business out there because for a lot of people it doesn't really make sense for them to refi if they've got a you know 2 or 3% mortgage so I, I don't think it it evens out i think that um, we're going to be sort of in the sideways market for for at least the next two to three quarters until things sort of really indicate whether we're going to start to reduce rates. But the supply is going to remain fairly con- constrained. You know I think that we're still way, way off of where levels of where people might say it makes sense for them to sell their home and perhaps upsize or downsize from from their current living situation. So the market will remain tight. Um, I think it's really going to come down to every individual and what would they pay to rent a home versus what would it what it would take if they actually took out a mortgage? And there are many places where it still makes sense for them to actually buy a home versus renting. And uh, and that's really geo by geo specific all across the country. It's it's very, very, very different. And so I think it's really going to depend on the person. And, and do they want to plant some roots or, or, or are they still in the situation of sort of let's wait and see uh, and rent it out?
0: You and I were both at the MBA Secondary Conference in Manhattan last month, and it seemed to me that the dominating discussion topic was borrower experience, borrower experience. And obviously at Milo, in addition to uh, catering towards crypto investors, you you do loans for foreign nationals, but also you talk about U.S. consumers that just deserve a better mortgage solution. How are you providing a better experience? How do you feel like that space will continue to evolve? And I guess, how do, how do companies win business? How do you provide that experience?
1: Yeah, what we've noticed is that there's a lot of really great digital mortgage lenders out there that are effectively a conduit to sell loans to Fannie and Freddie. Um, so they fit the box. It's a really nice W-2 income borrower that they've been at that job for longer than two years. Um, they've got a good credit score. They've got enough for a down payment, right? Everything, everything works. And fortunately, in this country, there's a lot of those individuals. But there's also a lot of other individuals, which are the self-employed borrowers, which are people that have crypto wealth, that are people that are perhaps are foreign nationals and, and other categories of consumers that are just less traditional. And you know, I think that that's the area that as a company, we want to focus on and we want to help those customers that historically um, are getting pushed out of that uh, very efficient digital funnel, but they're not going to be able to get a mortgage. So I think that that's where we want to play. I think that that's where we can sort of Help a lot of individuals that that perhaps give up on that dream of, of buying that home and, and and get frustrated with the mortgage process. And by building technology uh, to be able to solve for that, I think we can we can create value for for a lot of a lot of consumers out there. Um, because the world is changing, and and a lot of people just don't fit that mold
0: today with the way that um, you know our economy is going. I think the other thing that, that I guess it's kind of within experience would be days to close. And, and for you specifically, how have you been able to drive down days to close versus the the average mortgage lender that's existed for the past several decades? Yeah, a lot of time in,
1: in, in the mortgage process is is really spent on the upfront part of it. And, and how quickly can you get that customer to have some certainty that they're going to be able to close a loan with you? And do they qualify? Um, so that's where we focus a lot of the technology that we've built is to understand that person's uh, financial uh, position: What do they have? What don't they have? What can they provide? Um, is there a program for them? Is there something that we can offer them? And do that very, very early on, and that allows that customer to be able to get to a decision and a conviction to be able to move forward quicker. And then once you do that, then you know with technology, you're able to you know gather those documents more efficiently, right? Integrate into different solutions, and and really. Um, have that certainty much quicker where now you're not in a situation where that loan is having to go back and forth between processing and underwriting and gathering things and explanation letters and, and all these things that actually delay that process. Um, so so really we focus a lot on the upfront um, uh, timing and, and, and figuring out what does that customer tr- truly have and what don't they have and then and then once
0: once we get to that point right we're off to the races and we're trying to close as quickly as possible. And I guess I want to close by saying, for those potential clients that, that come to Milo and they say, hey, I got a lot of uh, crypto wealth or, or something like that, what's the best way to prepare to apply for a mortgage? What should you know going in or, or what should you have ready uh, as, you, as you're ready to actually get uh, pre-qualified? So one of the things that we, we found is that a lot of these
1: individuals, they've never gotten a mortgage before. So it's really important for them to you know, get pre-qualified, right? We we've, we've built a fantastic uh, pre-qualification tool. Where individuals can put in their information they know exactly how much they can afford um, they can have a conversation with our team you know we'll, we'll walk them through that process you know I think that we're in the mortgage industry and sometimes we forget that most people you know have probably never gotten a mortgage they might get one or maybe two mortgages in their life so everything that we talk about and all these acronyms they mean nothing to them um so really being able to to, to simplify things uh explain to them the benefits of getting pre-qualified having that, that conviction to buy uh, and doing that early on in the process i think that that's that's the best thing because then then they can um, really uh, feel good about the decision and uh, you know not have buyers remorse or or be surprised when when something's changed through the through the process uh, you know catch that catch that early
0: at the secondary conference in manhattan it's a bunch of middle-aged white guys running around in suits that say oh you know the mortgages need to fit in this credit box so that they can be saleable you've se- you've now for several years been able to uh, analyze the performance of these crypto mortgages. What would you say to those that might be skeptical, or how would you how would you categorize the the performance of of uh, what you're originating?
1: Yeah, so it's a great question. You know, when when we started the, the, this product and launched this crypto mortgage, it was really around trying to think about you know, you know what could happen, right? You know, could Bitcoin prices go down, and we model that into the into the equation of of how much Bitcoin we were accepting. And what we've seen now is that every person that's taken out a crypto mortgage with us. Um, the value of their digital assets has appreciated. Uh, for many of them, the home has appreciated as well, um, and we've had no margin calls, which means the customer did not have to post more Bitcoin because it's, it's appreciated. Um, and I think that that's a big win for you know, product and mortgage innovation uh, because it highlights that you know sometimes you can you can get really bogged down in how things have been done, but there are a lot of alternative ways that you can underwrite a customer to reduce the risk and still have very very good performance and and help lots of lots of customers. Um, so I think that that, that that's that, that's an example of sort of thinking outside the box around you know what what a mortgage product could look like um, if
0: you uh, if you remove some of those those biases. But just to, to quickly clarify, uh, you know, back in the summer of twenty twenty one, so two years ago, Bitcoin was trading for around forty thousand plus. Now I think it's closer to twenty five. You're saying people's digital assets have actually increased in value? So I just can you clarify quickly yeah so
1: when we started originating mortgages um you know bitcoin prices were around twenty seven twenty eight thousand um, they went down to about sixteen thousand so all throughout that period of Bitcoin prices going down um, people were taking out mortgages with us and and for some of those individuals that took those mortgages you know the value of their holdings from that moment that they closed their loan has appreciated 80 percent um, those individuals did not have to uh, liquidate their assets therefore not triggering you know capital gains of you know, twenty four percent or more. Um, so it's been a very significant swing in terms of what this transaction has meant for them, and for some of them, it's even millions of dollars. So it, it, it's it's really noteworthy that you can actually take out a mortgage; it's the right financial structure for you, and uh, and then your your net worth can appreciate because of it. Thanks for clarifying that.
0: Very well put, Joseph. I wish you the best of luck, at Milo. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to talk to me, and uh, hopefully, we'll have you back on the podcast soon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Not much to report yesterday in the absence of economic data and Federal Reserve speakers. There was some chatter that the economy may be able to avoid a recession, though I'm not quite ready to declare that it's headed for a soft landing just yet. We did see a little spread tightening, which means treasury yields were unchanged and mortgage rates down, which is good news considering MBS spreads continue to remain at historically wide levels. That isn't helping mortgage rates and LOs as the spread between the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage and the 10-year bond yield has surpassed the highs of last year, the 2008 financial crisis, and is back to levels last seen nearly 40 years ago. Today's calendar kicked off with mortgage applications decreasing 1.4% from one week earlier according to data from MBA. This week's results include an adjustment for the Memorial Day holiday. Later today brings the April trade deficit the latest Bank of Canada policy decision as well as consumer credit. We begin the day with agency MBS prices roughly unchanged from Tuesday, the 10-year yielding 3.68, after closing yesterday at 3.69%, and the two years up around 4.5%, so the yield curve for inversion is alive and well. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Here's Food for Thought, Part 3 of 5. I'm responsible for what I say, not what you understand. Common sense is like deodorant. The people who need it most never use it. My tolerance for idiots is extremely low these days. I used to have some immunity built up, but obviously there's a new strain out there. It's not my age that bothers me, it's the side effects. I'm not saying I'm old and worn out, but I'd make sure I'm nowhere near the curb on trash day. As I watch this generation try and rewrite our history, I'm sure one thing, it will be misspelled and have no punctuation. And as I've gotten older, people think I'm becoming lazy. The truth is, I'm just being more energy efficient. (laughs) Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Build Technologies. Join Built Technologies on June 20th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time for an exclusive webinar that will dive into proactive portfolio monitoring as Built's experts share best practices for achieving greater visibility into your construction portfolio. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.